Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a very wonderful person who definitely isn't a demon wanting to burn down an entire uh, realm. How did you find out Laura. about that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know yeah. I have to kill you now, right? Well, at least wait until I'm done editing so I can, you know, put something out. Yeah, I guess that's Saying why there's not going to be anything else. <laughs> but yeah, so we're talking about someone who briefly featured in the Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok movie, Suter. Mm. Um, so do you know anything about Suter? Uh, literally only what was in Ragnarok. That's pretty much his entire deal. Okay. Yep. He's a big fire demon that has a fire sword that wants to put the fire sword into a fire and so, so it can burn down all the realms. Um, the ruler of Muselheim. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, surprisingly enough, Suter's real name is Suter. Yep. That yeah. tracks. Yeah. And um, imagine like a big fire demon. You're probably going to get it right, like, at least within the first three guesses. Yep. Big Red on Fire. Big Red on Fire has a tail. Um, has, like, a loincloth that probably is just there for censorship reasons. Mm-hmm. That's it. I imagine you'd have a fire loincloth, though. Yeah. What would that even look like? Probably, like, a loincloth, but on fire. Yeah, Probably. Probably, yeah. So, uh, his occupation is ruler of Muselheim, which is the, basically, it's not hell with one L. It's more like a Christian hell where everything's on fire and full of demons. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Muselheim or Muspelheim? Muspelheim? I'm, I kept on, I always forget the P. It's okay. Muspelheim. Um, I forget what Muspel means, but Heim means world. Yes. So, it's probably something to do with fire. And he's also a destroyer, but not the destroyer that's a giant metal robot that shoots lasers out of its eyes. It's a different destroyer. So, um, the general population of Earth believes Suter is a mythological being. Mm -hmm. His legal status is the ruler of Muspelheim. Um, His other aliases is unknown. His place of creation is unknown, presumably Muspelheim. Which is a good guess, because that's where most of the time the demons and creatures are created in the same realm they're in, unless they hop. They're not big world travelers. Yeah, world most of the time. travelers. Most of the time. Like, he wants to travel to make everything like Muspelheim. Well, okay, yeah. He's presumably single. So, you know, if you want to get up on this hot slab of giant... Fire beast. I emphatically demon. do not. Yeah. He has no known relatives, no known group, uh, group affiliations, and first showed up in Journey into Mystery, number 97, in October 1963, The Lava Man. Was he called The Lava Man at that point? Um, I don't think so. Well, he's in here. I don't know. No, the lava the lava man is part of the lava men. Okay. Which is 
men that are made of molten rock. Which is what lava is. And his name is actually Molto as well. The lava, the titular lava, lava man. I see. Um, it's just a huge lava person. <laughs> who is just like, I hate you, Thor. And then Thor's just like, I'm going to pitch you with this hammer real hard and you won't really be a problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a rivalry for the ages. Yeah, yeah. Turns out if you hit your enemies with a hammer real hard, sometimes they just don't come back. This is an interesting cover. I'll I'll send you a link. Um, basically, uh, Thor is like kind of flying away, like kind of towards the uh, reader. And the lava man is just kind of like coming out, like he's just flexing real hard. It's just like, yo, look how strong and big I am in my purple shorts. Gar. And I have a feeling that he showed up in the backup uh, backup story. So there's three stories. Um, there is the Mighty Thor Battles, The Lava Man, where Dr. Blake struggles with his feelings for Jane Foster as mankind is threatened by a creature known as the Lava Man. Yeah, and then there's uh, the backup story number one is th- The Perfect Defense. The planet Dalphinus is it has the best def- has the greatest defense in the universe what could it be dun 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 and then the tales of asgard home of the mighty norse gods who are the norse gods and how did they come to be i have a feeling he showed up at suter showed up in the backup in the tales of asgard cuz he's not really related to the lava men at all so as far as I know, <clears throat> I don't think he is. Considering that he <clears throat> considering that he kind of follows the Norse mythology. The titular uh bad guy of this issue is a giant uh red half-naked guy. And he is different than the other giant half-naked red guy that is also introduced in this issue. I think you're you're being like low key racist or something. Not every giant red half naked guy are is the same. No, I'm 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 saying it's remarkably progressive for comics at the time to feature two giant half red, half na- naked red characters. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that I, that is very it is very progressive. I mean, <laughs> normally they like to differentiate and be like, look at these two awful people, but instead they're just like, well, look at these two diverse people mm-hmm. who are similar but also very different, similar in look but different. They are culture. both the bad guy though. So yeah, they are both the bad guy. But I mean, baby steps, yeah. baby steps. Um, Suter is an enormous fire demon that dwells and rules in the in Musel uh, Muspelheim. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nine worlds of the Asgardian cosmology. Um, I would say that it's not only the Asgardian cosmology, it's the every cosmology in the Marvel Universe, because it exists for yeah. everyone. Well, that's the murky territory when um, one set of gods turns out to actually literally exist. Well, almost all the gods exist, though. <laughs> so, that's uh, true. There is, there is a heaven. That's actually ruled by a bunch of like genocidal uh, genocidal angels um, that enslave all the men. What? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we're not going to talk about Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in this, but I would like to talk about it because there's some interesting things because her backstory comes from the Spawn universe and she was brought over to Marvel when Neil Gaiman got the rights back from Todd McFarlane. Every time I think the Marvel universe can't get weirder, I am proven wrong. Like hell with two L's and hell with one L exists, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so possessed possessed of an evil intelligence and past fa- fast power, um, he's one of the major elemental forces of evil that the gods of the Asgard feel fears. His existence predates that of the Asgardians themselves, and he's said to be the eldest known being in the nine worlds. Um. And the oldest known being technically should be Galactus, since he was in the um, universe before mm-hmm. the Big Bang. Like, he survived the big crunch of the previous universe, and so technically he should be the oldest. I'm I'm only just like, uh, well, I'm actually this, this, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, among the frost giant, uh, giant Ymir and the Midgard Serpent, um, he's one of the most powerful Asgardian uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has vast hordes of demons, many of those, many of whom are con- consumed of living fire of Muspelheim, Muspelheim themselves. Mm. Sometimes simply called Muspel. The demons or the fire? The f- not the fire, but Muspelheim. Some just called Muspel. Long ago, young Odin, to later become the sole ruler of the Asgardians, and his older brother Vili and V, journeyed to Muspelheim and met the monstrous uh, Suter. Uh, he Suter revealed to them that he intended to one day destroy the nine worlds with the fire. Uh, from his great sword, which he would use to ignite the internal flame of destruction. Uh, when Odin said that perhaps the flame could be put out, though it's impossible to do, and Suter swords, Suter swords should be broken. Suter uh, attacked the three brothers, and the brothers merged into one gigantic uh, magic being, equaling Suter's sides, and they fought with immense swords, channeling all their might in their swords, the merged brothers struck Suter's sword with their breaking the demon sword of doom. So basically, they Voltroned up and used the uh, finishing move. Nice. Yeah. The fusion of the three brothers was also broken, and the three rode off. Odin bearing the brazier of... Brazier, I should say, not brazier. Yeah. Brazier. <laughs> yep, sorry, but put the wrong emphasis. The brazier of the internal flame. Although that would be an interesting raw, wouldn't it? The brazier of internal flame. <laughs> it's just, it's always on fire. Really uncomfortable. I don't know why anyone would wear it. But you look hot. <laughs> really, like, it's it's really a power move to come in just, like, with your, with, like, literally causing fires. Yep. <laughs> with, with... <laughs> Because anytime you go into a room, it turns out this internal flame that is an elemental primal force of the universe, you're just wearing it to hold up your bits. The demonic hordes also followed the three. Finally, the Odin passed through the interdimensional nexus, Mm -hmm. and Vili and V remained behind to swiftly approach the suitor. 
Um, there was a tremendous blast of energy when Odin discovered that he found the nexus of Muspelheim sealed. Uh, there was another blast, and Odin himself was endowed with the power of his two brothers. The fate of uh, Vili and V can only be guessed at, uh, and he became the sole ruler of Asgard. So he Voltroned up with his uh, brothers, and then, like, their powers went into his hmm. power. Without actually... Without Voltroning up again. I see. Although he he can Voltron up when well he doesn't Voltron up he can grow and shrink and do all that stuff as well so he can be a big boy or a small boy or a regular sized boy or like a slightly bigger than normal boy medium sized boy a lot of times he's a slightly bigger than average boy but uh the, because of uh, Vili and V you get the olden Odin power which he needs to sleep every century so he can replenish the olden power in his odin sleep hmm. to he also has an odin ring he likes naming stuff after himself he likes to use his name as an adjective let's say that uh ages later odin learned that the trolls of asgard were joining suter in a attack on asgard after single-handedly overpowering the trolls odin ventured into muspelheim Failing to defeat Odin, he went to destroy the Earth, uh, which he knew Odin cared about. Legend has it that Suter created the Earth's moon uh, at this time, but uh, but the allegation is highly questionable. However, it well may be true, as legend has it. Odin created the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge that spans the intimental gap between Earth and Asgard at this time, in order to pursue Suter to Earth at this time. Uh, more quickly. Hmm. So, he may or may not have created the Earth. I mean, the moon for the moon. Earth. But Why? I don't know. Like, did he hit it real hard? Because, like, the moon is made of, like, a chunk of Earth that was knocked off. Yeah, but, like, that's real, actual facts, not Marvel facts. But that's not Marvel. Well, I mean... See, like, it just had it the same sentence. It's it's possibly untrue, but it may be true as well. Alright. So. So no one actually knows. I guess. Um, Odin then trapped Suter within Earth's core, where the fire demon remained until recent times. Um, it's claims that the Earth did not rotate until Odin made it do so to entrap Suter. But this allegation is clearly false. There's so many, like, parentheses with information that's not necessarily needed, but also just makes me scratch my head. Hmm. Yeah. So, some years later, he went to visit his son Thor on Earth, uh, making the his adopted son Loki rule Asgard during his absence, and temporarily invested Loki with a portion of his own power, his own Odin power, um, intending to... Never surrendered the throne, Loki decided to make certain that Odin never returned to Asgard. Why didn't you see that, o Odin? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Why didn't you see that? You literally know the future. You gave up one of your eyes. Well, so you do. So you had predictive powers on what's going to happen in the future. Sometimes like, you know I'll what's going to happen, and you—it's better not to alter it. Like you could have gave him less Odin power. Yeah, but maybe him, Loki, doing that was part of the plan. 
I don't know. I feel like it's just like he shot himself in the foot there. Like why? Like he could have made up the rule of Asgard without giving himself his powers. Well, Loki then used the power that Odin temporarily gave him to break the spell, holding Suter captive within the earth, and release a powerful uh, frost giant named Skag. Odin defeated Skag, but Suter headed towards Earth Antarctic Circle, intending to destroy earthly civilization by melting the ice caps and causing the oceans to rise and flood the surface. Oh, honey, that we're doing that by ourselves. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to melt them. We're doing it rapidly ourselves. We probably have another good decade before. You don't. Ha- no one needs to destroy humanity. We're halfway there ourselves. Yeah, give us long that's enough. If we we'll don't, that's if we part. don't die in nuclear fire. Mm-hmm. Wielding a sword containing a portion of Odin's power, Thor used the power to hurl Suter through hyperspace and imprison him in a distant asteroid, which is said to lie in another galaxy. Uh, later. A member of the mystical cult named, uh, known as the Sons of Santanish uh, used the so-called spell of fire and ice to bring both Suter and Ymir uh, on Earth, where they started wreaking havoc. Uh, Doctor Strange uh, then used the Crystal of Conquest, which contained part of the mystical powers of the demon known Santanish and Mephisto, to mystically transport Suter and Ymir to into each other's presence at the very instance that they were lashing out with their weapons. What's going on here? What's going on? Laura, I need some help. I don't... I need help. (laughs) Like, right now, what's going on? I genuinely have no idea. Like, like, but I need help right now, and you're not helping me. (laughs) So I'm so confused. But what? What's with the did the crystal did the crystal time loop? Maybe what? Like it would have been different. Like it would have been like oh we transported them like in the past or transported them away. But it's just like no, they're they he transported them together. So they struck each other's weapons, creating a mystical implosion. Oh, it's in which. Each being canceled out the powers of each other and was returned to their native dimension. So, it's like magically pushing someone when someone's like, you know, in movies when two guys are coming at you from either side and you duck and they hit each other. It's like the magical version of that, except then it also cancels each other's powers out and stuff. I'm guessing. I guess. So. So yeah, Ymir went to Niflheim and Suter went back to Muspelheim. Uh, Odin then sealed the nexus between Asgard and Muspelheim. But uh, however, Odin went into the Odin sleep, uh, which he has to do every once in a while. And surprise, Loki sees the throne again. Surprise! It's almost as if this is a broken record. <laughs> and he should prepare yeah, for I, stuff like this. He doesn't this. really have any new moves. Huh? No. Um, so, he, so basically what he did was he moved Odin into another dimension, which he would never awaken, and he somehow weakened the spells between Asgard and Muspelheim, and Suter broke through, seeking to destroy first Asgard, and then the rest of the Nine Worlds, 
and Odin and the Asgardian legions bravely held off Suter while Baldur the Brave rescued and awakened Odin. Suter about destroyed uh, Thor and his warriors when Odin arrived and entraps Suter within the ground and then seemingly entombed him, but somehow like he dug his way through Asgard and back into Muselheim. Mm-hmm. Wait. He dug his way through? Are they physically somehow connected? He, some, somehow he got back to Muselheim without without the Nexus. Found a new means of escaping Muselheim and shattered the interdimensional barriers between them. Uh, within the so-called burning galaxy, Suter called, caused the core of his galaxy to explode in order to release the Tremendous energy he needed to reforge the Sword of Doom. I feel like there's another way. This galactic cataclysm destroyed most of the uh, most of an extraterrestrial race and survivors fled into space that was guarded by the racist champion Beta Ray Bill. The the racist champion? Sorry, the races racist, as in the not as in like. The people's champion. Ah. Yeah. I mean, he might also be racist, but... I don't think he is. He's a pretty chill dude, okay. Beta Ray Bill. Good to know. Um, for a while, he was kind of dating an Asgardian woman, so I don't think he's that racist. That's good. At this point. These demons were finally defeated by Beta Ray Bill, Thor, and the Asgardian warrior goddess, Sif. Uh, Thor and Bill... Uh, sealed up the interdimensional portal between the uh, burning galaxy that led to Muspelheim. Um, Suter then secretly struck Earth by employing Malekithia Cursed, the ruler of the Dark Elves, of... Mm, okay, sorry, I have to get, try to get this word. South... Savaltheim. Svaltheim? Svaltheim? Svaltalfheim. Yeah. Because there's Alfheim and there's Svaltalfheim. Yeah, which means one is light world and one is like dark, dark. world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the exact look thing, but basically one's light, one's dark. Mm-hmm. One has the regular elves, one has the well, one has the light elves, one has the dark elves. And uh sup- would you be surprised that their dark elves are the bad ones? Mm-mm. Uh so so a Malekith wanted to release the power of the caskets of ancient winters on Earth, causing a unusual cold weather to sweep over all of Earth. Was it open for, like, a few seconds earlier <laughs> this month? Feels like it. Uh, Thor then defeated Malekith, but Odin knew that Suter was behind what happened, and Suter basically completed his sword which he called Twilight, since he include since he intended to bring about Ragnarok, the Twilight of Gods, um, with with a sword. Mm-hmm. So him and his uh, demonic legions went to Earth, where they were fought by Thor, the Asgardian legions, the United States Armed Forces, Beta Ray Bill, and many of Earth's superhuman champions. Asgard of was virtually diverted, so Suter was then was just like, okay, I'm gonna go to Asgard now, so I can dip my sword in that flame, that f- that fire bra we were talking about earlier. 
um, which Odin bought there ages ago, and he used then he would use the flaming sword to destroy the nine worlds, leaving himself the sole surviving uh, living being. Um, so to- Odin attempted to stop Suter, but Suter removed the powers, magical power of the cask of ancient winters from Earth, uh, and then used it to imprison Odin within ice. So Thor was defeated, was defeated, mm-hmm. and then Loki fought, uh, fought Suter. Because he finally he realized have- that he's one of the idiots who lives in the, you know, world. Yeah, yeah, well, like, oftentimes, like, Loki's just like, I want to see the world burn, but, like, I don't want to see it burn to the point where I can't rule it. I want it lightly singed. I want it lightly singed and people scared of me. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Thor's human ally, Roger Willis, put back together the Cask of Ancient Winters, which Malekith smashed to release the power, and once fully assembled, the power went back inside freeing Odin, and then Odin, Thor, and Loki fought Suter um, as he laid waste to uh, Asgard. Back on Earth, Beta Ray Bill and his allies forced most of Suter's demon hordes back through the interdimensional nexus to Muselheim, while Suter, realizing this was uh, momentarily distracted, while Odin, not Odin, that's not him, Thor, well, Hodor, um, yeah, hold the door. Um, so while Thor threw his hammer and knocked Suter's sword out of his hands, he could have maybe tried to do that beforehand. Um, without a sword, he could no longer suppress Thor's, uh, not Thor's, Odin's ability to grow to Suter's size. And then Odin was just like, yo, I'm going to fight you. One-on-one, no weapons, mano-a-mano. <laughs> and uh, then Suter ordered Thor and Loki Sorry, once Odin grappled with Suter, he ordered Thor and Loki to upset his footing when they did, and then Odin and Suter toppled across a cleft in the ground where they tumbled into the dimensional barrier with Muflheim, and then it was closed immediately behind them. Uh, Suter's remaining demons on Earth was defeated, um, his sword Twilight was left in Asgard, now kept under guard, and uh, at this moment, Odin and Suter's whereabouts are unknown. Thor found himself unable to cross the mental dimensional barrier. But uh, they come back. Okay. Both of them. Multiple times. Of course <laughs> so, they do. Don't worry about them. Um, so his height is over a thousand feet. His height? So far, I think he, his height. I think he's one of the tallest boys we mm, talked about. He's a pretty tall boy. Yep. His weight is unknown. I'm going to just say a lot. <laughs> Take a wild guess. Uh, yeah. His eyes, no, uh, usually no visual pupils or irises. Uh, his hair is none. Um, and uh, he is really strong. Just real strong? Just a real strong boy. And uh, he's also like a demonic being composed of living flame. Um, he's immune to great heat and flames from other sources. He can also create a lot of heat enough to melt the polar ice caps. Well, guess what? We also develop enough heat. Suter, you're not special. <laughs> and um, apparently he can make himself non-solid at will. He can transform into the sh- shapes of a cer- a certain shape, certain portions of his body. 
that's not used in fanfic. And um, he can also survive without air. He's immortal. It's not known if he can be destroyed. He's vulnerable to code, but his fires are in heat. Will pretty much overcome any cold used against him. Yep, that's Suter. What a gem. Yep, what a what a gem. Just mm, real good, real good man. This Suter, uh, not man, real good fire. This man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts. Um. Yep. Well, he seems like a lunatic. Um. But the like. I know he's not the only character, like, the only bad guy in the Marvel Universe whose whole plan is, like, I'm going to destroy everything and be the last living creature, but, like, I feel like there's better villain motivations, but, like, more interesting ones, but, you know, it is kind of classic. I'll give him that. Because, uh, like, in in the mythology, there is a, well, there is a point where basically Midgard, like all the realms are burnt down mm-hmm. by by Suter um, after a big battle uh, with, with everything. And uh, supposedly, depending on which versions you read, but um, you'll have one Asgardian woman, one Asgardian male, and then Boulder mm-hmm. survive. And it's supposed to kind of link back to Christianity because a lot of the North mythology is actually kind of written after Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> cave. A lot Vikings. of the myths were recorded after. Um... Yeah, and um, so a lot of the sagas just include like a well, then Adam and Eve happens. Yeah, you know they're created from the dirt and stuff <laughs> from this. I'm doing a lot of research on uh, Norse mythology right now, and it's uh, it's difficult to tell which ones are accurate and which ones are. Sort of. Yeah, you just kind of have to pick. You just kind of have to pick a like a a um like a translator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You have to pick a translator and be like, well, there's different ones, but this one, I'm just going with this one. And if you haven't already, I would definitely read the um, Neil Gaiman uh, North Mythology book. I would suggest that for everyone. It's um, written in a way that. It definitely has a nil game and charm while also um fairly accurately doing a like a retelling that kind of combines a lot of the disparate um the disparate translations and stuff. So I definitely would read the Nil Game in um North Mythology. It'd be cool if he came out with a second one as well, because he's kind of covered like the major ones. And the interesting ones. So I think we're pretty much done with Suter. So let's do plugs. Yes. So I do a show called uh, Pitch Me Something with my co-host, Sean, who's also been on the show. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, or uh, most places that, are, that have podcasts, um, or on our website at franklyimplausible.com. Uh, we talk about our weird geeky ideas for uh movies and tv shows and comics and all that fun stuff uh, and jesse was on the most recent episode uh so if you want to hear some of that uh go check that out it may not be the most recent episode by the time this comes out okay. it may be the last one he was on one of the um, one of the recent episodes 
Yeah. I already Oh yeah, I did my rat uh, rat horror yes. uh, movie. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> so um speaking of uh I also have podcast that is not this, which is Alphabet not sorry, that's the one I'm recording right now. Um if you liked Alphabet is- Flight, check out Alphabet <laughs> Flight. <laughs> yeah. So uh I also do Creepy Critters, which is a fortnightly uh podcast where I talk about um cryptids of sorts i think the last episode that'll come out by the time this comes out will probably be um beast with weird backs we're talking about th- just it, it was an interesting episode uh let's say that um we're going to be one of the many th- body part themed cryptids that i talk about i'm gonna have at least two episodes about one-footed cryptids that's fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, besides that, if you want to see the um, pictures of my cat, which is my little cryptid, which is a cat with four thumbs, you can go to at uh, Marvelous Mooch on Instagram. And while you're there, you might as well head over to at Alphabet Flight, which is also the same name as the Twitter. So you can see the pictures of the people we're talking about. Um, besides that, uh, this has been... This has been Alphabet Flight, and please listen to Prince Namor, and don't toot that horn. Bye. Bye. Bye.